Before we begin today, I want to extend my um, well wishes to Steve Scully. Um, he got suspended from C-SPAN yesterday for a line, but I wish him the best. I enjoyed his program in the mornings, and I hope that he can find a way out of this because, honestly, he is probably as straight as you can get in the news, although he was affiliated with Biden and Clinton and people like that. But on C-SPAN, at least, he was great. So welcome to the Lance Browning Show. Today is going to be an interesting day. We'll be talking about mask. We'll be talking about social media censoring, and we're going to be talking about Hunter Biden. Um, that Hunter Biden thing is constantly evolving. So what I give you and, um, right now may be just a um, small fraction of the things that are out by the time this podcast goes out, because there is more coming. And people are touting it, I mean, um, teasing it. So I have faith that there's more to come. But this, uh, the list I've got, it's just a few notables, so we'll get into that. And let's go ahead and get started. Let's start today talking about this social media censoring that's going on by Twitter and Facebook. So Twitter and Facebook took measures this week to reduce the spread of the Hunter Biden story published by the New York Post. We'll be talking about the Hunter Biden story in a minute. But Twitter blocked users from sharing the article. Facebook limited the spread of the story on their platform. They're fact-checking it also. And Twitter suspended the New York Post, the Trump campaign, and the Kay- and Kaylee McEnany, um, uh, those three Twitter accounts, for spreading the story. I mean, the First Amendment says um, free speech, doesn't it? Am I right? And freedom of the press. The press can report whatever they want. So, looking at it, if this had been on the other um, party, like if something happened and something came out about Don Jr., which in... um. In reality, things have came out about him, have come out about him, but they always get every little person on CNN and MSNBC talking about it 24-7, yet Twitter and Facebook are taking measures to reduce the story of their favorite candidate's son. Does that sound like a coincidence? No, it's not. This favors the Biden campaign, and honestly... This has got to end. Repeal Section 230. What, do what you got to do, but these people need to be sued. You cannot restrict the First Amendment, plain and simple, because that's what they're doing. Okay, moving on to masks. And I'm talking about masks today because um, a studies came out, uh, a CDC study actually, which said over 70% of case patients who contracted COVID wore a mask. Okay, let me say this loud and clear. Masks are not 100% effective. And I wish more people recognize that. Masks are not the ultimate way to stop COVID. You can do several things to stop COVID. In your mind, and in my mind to a certain extent, masks may be a part of that. But the only way to stop COVID is just a complete and total stop with it. Like, um, 
not encouraging herd immunity in any way, but what if a vaccine does not um, come out? Herd immunity is the only thing we can do then, right? So we we can do several things to stop COVID. We can uh, practice social distancing. You can wear a mask when you can't social distance. You can wash your hands all the time. But at the end of the day, that is not going to um, go over with people. We're, what, 11 months into this? What if we don't get a mask, I mean, a vaccine until January of 2022? Now, that hurts. That hurts us. So who's going to wear a mask and social distance and all that for the next year? I don't see many people doing that because people are getting tired of this. As I said, I'm not advocating for herd immunity, but these mandates, these indefinite mandates, they're quite frankly ridiculous. And we got to do something. And most people are responsible. But at the end of the day, it's not our decision what mandates are in there. It's these governors, and I can assure you, when their terms um, run out, even if you're a Republican and you go crazy over COVID again, um, I will advocate for your defeat. Because some of these things are just ridiculous. I mean, the universal mask, and maybe you're one of the governors who shut down schools, and things like that. This is America. We don't live we're in a nation where our gov- government imposes restrictions, okay? We could have defeated this at the very start. And I'm going to say it. Um, the House Democrats, while COVID was emerging, the House Democrats were more focused on impeachment than saving people's lives. Look at the timeline. That's what happened. We could have defeated this um, before it even got to the United States. Or, you know, we could have had a few cases, but we could have locked it down and we could have contained it. But no, one branch of government was focused on impeaching the executive branch. Hmm. Sound familiar? It's this talk that we're getting from Democrats about Trump getting reelected. Like, I heard something the other day saying, we're going to try and impeach him again, things like that. And what if we have another national crisis? Is the same thing going to happen again? It probably will. But this is shameful. That you would put your own political uh, preference, I mean your own political moves in front of uh, the American people. Because that's what happened. And now we're in October and we've got a mask mandate in, in most states. Um, some schools are closed. And we're heading into what is probably going to be the deadliest winter in the United States. All because because the president worked uh, while he was being impeached. He took measures. While they were impeaching, he was meeting with his coronavirus task force. Look at it. So the notion that the president could have prevented this is wrong. But we can't have one branch of government doing something utterly ridiculous and the other trying to manage the problem while they're coming after him. So we could have been without the mandates, is what I'm trying to say in short. If people had gotten their act together 
and by people, I mean our government, in January, when Trump was actually doing things that he could do, the travel ban and things like that, but anything less than just stopping all the politics right now and figuring out a way to get out of the mandates and defeat this virus is what we need. And shame on Pelosi, shame on Schumer for not doing that. Because they're the ones holding up the COVID stimulus, just so you know. So we'll talk about that more. We'll talk about the mask more. We'll talk about the origins of COVID um, more over the coming weeks. But I want to get in this Hunter Biden story. A New York Post story came out the other day detailing how Hunter Biden introduced a Ukrainian businessman to his father, Joe Biden, of course. So how did this happen? In April of 2019, a water-damaged MacBook Pro was brought into a Delaware computer repair shop. The person who brought it in never came back to pay for it or retrieved the hard drive. In December, the FBI re- uh, means seized the computer and the hard drive after the shop owner alerted them of its existence. But before handing it over, the shop owner made a copy and gave it to Rudy Giuliani's lawyer. So what's on the hard drive? What could be so important? Well, 40,000 emails, compromising photos, and at least one sexually explicit tape. So what's on the emails? In an email, um, an advisor to the board of Burisma allegedly sent to Hunter Biden on April 17th of 2015 about a year before Hunter started taking a job that gave him around, I don't know, $50,000 a month, said the following. Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. It's really an honor and pleasure. Now, in an earlier email in 2014, the same guy asked for advice on how you, meaning Hunter Biden, could use your influence on the company's behalf. Okay, Lance. What does this have to do with um, Joe Biden? Well, it has to do everything with him. Biden has said multiple times that he has never spoken to his son about his overseas business dealings. Well, that's apparently a flat-out lie. There are some emails and photos that may be coming out. So apparently, if you didn't already know this, the entire Biden family is corrupt. And um, I think it's terrible. I mean, all... Um, Joe Biden had to do was acknowledge that he may have spoken to him a few times, although that would have upended his presidential run. But things are going to come out. And that's all I've got to say. You shouldn't have done it. So that'll be the end of this podcast on this Friday. We will be back on Sunday, just 48 hours. I can't imagine what the world will look like by then. As for now, Go follow The Lance Browning Show on Instagram and go follow me on Twitter, Parlor, and um, also Instagram. Um, our new Instagram page is at The Lance Browning Show, so follow it. Go to reformusapack.com to keep up with my content. And have a great weekend. Um, I will see you on Sunday. And one more final note on Thursday of next week will hopefully be the last presidential debate. So we hope and pray for that. So have a great weekend and I'll see you on Sunday.